Barstool podcast with Portnoy. Uh-huh. And I think we talked about it briefly, but they were talking about the 11 shows that they cut. And one Yeah, we talked about that last week, yeah. I I know, but one of the things they mentioned in there was what's the actual cutoff for determining like a good podcast? Like oh, how, yeah. wh- like what's the what's the timeline for cutting a podcast? Like how many episodes does a podcast get before they decide to pull the trigger? And it was interesting to hear their number, but I think it was around 60 to 70. Like that was like Oh the, yeah the number they threw out there for and their podcast. You got to think about it. Like that's like uh that's a corporate minimum. Like it, it, if it was, they're running their own shop, like dude, you got to give it like one fifty. Yeah. Probably more even if you really care that I mean, much. it really, it really emphasizes like a, a point I kind of realized about like a lot of things. I was like, most of the things that I want require like, a very significant time devotion, not necessarily in one day, but over the course of years, mm-hmm. like almost everything, dude, like the stuff I bet you want from your career, like, dude, that takes work every single day. But like when it comes to like anything, dude, like you want to play the piano or some shit, like you can't learn the piano in a day, but you just do like a half hour a day, you know? 10,000 hours of mastery, I guess. Yeah, man. And I mean that you can't get – you can get to 10,000 hours for doing half hour a day. It just takes a long time. I know Very long time. But I mean a few hours a day, uh, you know, really just – you kind of – you kind of – like did you add up? You add up like – add up six months of doing something like what? Let's say you just do it two hours a day, which is – like 336 hours into something like you can't tell me you can't get good at something if you did it something two hours a day yeah that's very true i love the kobe uh the kobe way the way that he the said kobe way is like how i would want my kid to like train like i'm like all right kid we're gonna have to you're gonna have like you put in like four hours a day now uh, you'll be way ahead of the pack. You know what I'm saying? But that, mm-hmm. that's, hard, that's hard to teach. You don't you can't, you can't become a trophy dad. You seen those it's trophy parents out there? Yeah, dude. You know how many I grew up with in of my course. hometown? Oh and my like, god! When you play, when you play, like you know, little league baseball, or I play pee wee football. Like, man, like those parents. I'm like, yo, chill the fuck out. Like, dude, I I think my favorite thing about trophy dads is they're so disconnected from reality that they don't even. Oh, their kid sucks. Like their yeah. kid sucks, and dude, your it, kid's not gonna be good, like ever. There was this trophy dad that I grew up with, who his kid was actually pretty good at sports, like very solid all around athlete. One of those kids who could pick up any sport and be decent at it without really trying. But he wanted him to be the best. Yeah, but he, but this kid, this this dad, he thought his kid was gonna be the next Kobe. Oh, see, that's the problem. And you can't be thinking like that. No, and the kid actually, he went on to play college ball, but he didn't start in college. He never got tick. And the plan, I know for a fact, the plan from the time that kid was fucking incepted that he was going to make the NFL. Like, that was the, the fucking plan that kid was born. Sure. And, and his I, dad wanted him to be in the NBA. Yes, basically. Like, <laughs> something professional. And okay. the, kid, the kid just didn't have, like, not that 
he didn't have the talent. He was a very talented kid, but I think he hit his his peak athletic like ability. Yeah. And the dad, I I hadn't seen the dad since that happened, but I'm sure it had to be just like the biggest gut shot for the fucking dad. Well, I mean, like, dude, your priority should be just the kid, like. The kid does not even does well, but it's just like happy playing the sport, you know. Yeah. Like, or like learn something. Like that's the whole goal of like having it, it, it probably is like, oh, okay, it's make sure the kid like actually grows from the experience. You gotta want the kid to be in the NBA. You know how many people are in the NBA, bro? Like, wait, wait, hold on. Was this guy's dad like very freak athletic? Like any athlete athletes in the family? Like, no, no, no. No, so you're going to expect your kid that with no athletes in any connected family probably of any significant level to to do that. I mean, like, look at a lot of these guys. Like, you see a lot of guys in the NFL, right? Whether their parents didn't have to be professionals, but uh, you can tell. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you could definitely tell. Like, have you seen Christian McCaffrey's family? That, oh, yeah. like, man, the bar in that family yeah, is high. unnecessarily high. Uh-huh. We got Olympians. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is – a freak of nature in general, but Dude, there, there's some families like that in the NFL too, like the Watts, the Bosa's, that they just fucking so Candace shit. Parker and her brother made the professionals of their respective leagues, and I mean Dude. Candace Parker became like the goat of her league. It's insane. These families just shit out like excellence. Just it's unreal <laughs> athletic ability. Just just Dude, insane. You know how hard that is though. Like if we really want to dive deep into that like how hard is it to just have one kid make a professional sport let alone have like four like the watt family bro i think there's four of them in the pros okay but you know what's funny right look at the manning family right and they've had they've had they've had three pros in that family none of them are athletic Mm -mm. none of them but Mm-mm. they come from a, like a spe- it's like a specialized line of Italian suit tailors <laughs> that like only run through this one family and the fabric is only done one way it's been passed down for 300 years like i'm pretty sure the manning family were tossing javelins back in the greek the greek days had what? to have been man <laughs> there has to be i, I mean you I got can't greek, argue that. I greek can't QBs. Argue that. and all right his dad wasn't that great but you have Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks that are also extremely unathletic from personal Dude. experience watching Eli Manning for a long time. That man, I mean, listen, Eli pulls it out when he needs to, but <laughs> on most occasions, no. Dude, speaking of that family lineage, have you seen the nephew? Oh, he's incredible. He's insane. He's insane. And they're recruiting. Him. I, I, I don't know if he committed anywhere, but I know that Tennessee was recruiting and Ole Miss and Alabama. And mm-hmm. like, I'm like, oh, great. So this kid's going to be the like already projected number one pick in seven years. Like, I don't even. And I've seen his highlights. Have you seen his highlights? I've seen a couple. Yeah. Around he Twitter. can whip that ball, man. He could throw he can and he can run, ball. too. He's athletic. I, you got like the new prototype, you know, they just make them, they just make them. <laughs> you know, what's funny about him is he's the son of the one who didn't make the league. Uh, really? What's his name? Well, yeah. all right. All right. So there's gotta be like some pass down, right? So if that guy didn't have the ability, he's got a supercharged ability for his kid. I'm not a biologist, by the way. I don't know how any of this stuff works. Dude, you know, what's crazy though. He actually was considered the best Manning, the dad, but. He got hurt in college and he couldn't play anymore. But he okay, was a wide so, receiver. You know, extraneous circumstances. But dude, I, I mean, know, right? Oh, uh, dude, what's the other family that has just like a ton? Well, the if you look at basketball, there's the, you got Curry's. 
Mm-hmm. The Lopez not Curry, brothers. Not, not Curry. Uh, oh, you know, yeah, but the Curry and Curry's and um uh Thompson too. Thompson's mm-hmm. dad played in the NBA. He did, and then his uh, his brother played uh, a short stint with the White Sox. Of Trace, course, Trace Thompson. Oh, dude, John Jones's family, Chandler oh, my Jones, God. and then quite possibly the greatest freaking fighter ever, in my mind, it's John Jones in MMA. You can mm-hmm. debate me all you want, um, but John Jones and Chandler Jones is one hell of a combo. It's a very good combo. Um, who else? I know the Lopez brothers are in there. But they were twins. I don't know if that's like as special. Oh, real off topic. Ryan Garcia announced a fight, correct? Uh, unless he did it today, no. He announced a date, but he didn't announce Javier it. Javier Fortuna. Yes, it got set two days ago. Okay. I don't know who this guy is. Undefeated no star is set to return for action. Well, isn't that great? Dude, the the big fight that everyone should care about is this Saturday. Now, this podcast is going to get air after it happens, but I wish we could have a live reaction for that fight because that's going to be a fucking great, great fight. Who you got, man? Dude, you know what, man? I am going to go with the hometown native. I I have to go with Cambosos only because he's in Australia. He's got the home crowd. It's the Fights first, in Australia? It's in Australia, yeah. And it's the first time he's fought at home in like four or five years. Some crazy crazy number like that, dude. Oh, hey, Jamal Charlo fights on the same card. Oh, yeah? Uh, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Jamar, Jamal Charlo fights in a couple weeks. I can't find the line here. Okay, so Devin Haney is the favorite. Devin mm-hmm. Haney is minus 170. Yeah, I, I like Cambosos. You like Cambosos at plus one forty? I do like that. You okay. place in a wager? I might. Fuck it. Can I do it through you? Yeah, you can do it through it. What do you want? Fifty bucks. You want fifty bucks on? Uh... Let's do it, bro. Last we we're undefeated when it comes to boxing. If we agree. We, we we've had. I think it's been what? It's one been... fight. We're one and <laughs> Well, I dude, I said that. So that that that's a funny story actually to tell. I just I had to I had this internship, and. I had a good amount of money, so I came back uh, to DeKalb to uh, almost every weekend before Cabo. Before you guys went to Cabo, I came back every weekend. Like I was like, no, if I'm going to subject myself to 12-hour workdays, I'm going to go and do something uh, at least with part of my time. So it was the fight, Tyson Fury Wild, Wilder fight. Uh, it's the second fight. Uh, Tyson Fury is plus 140. And I'm freaking out. So I launched like two full accounts on this fight. And Eddie's in on it. And like I got a few people in, but so many people. Dude, you know how many people were on Wilder that night? I'm like, oh, what the hell's going on here? No, the, the public was definitely on Wilder in our house for sure. The, and so uh, I said like, oh, okay, if I win this, I was going to. And I, like I always do this. I say like I'm going to. I way overestimate like my gifts to people. I'm like, yeah, I'll buy booze. I'll buy the fight. Like I only had like 150 bucks on the fight. Like I'm like I I I really realistically I didn't want to blow all the winnings on the house. I wanted to pocket some of the money, but I didn't. Uh, but it was a good day. It was a good day. It was a good day. It was a great day, and I think uh, it's very understated when we both agree on something and it hits. It's uh, the 
the blowback from that is very tough. You know yeah. what? You know what my favorite boxing that, fight though to watch that we watched in the house was. Oh, it the, wasn't the that first fight. one. The first yes. one. Yes. Yeah. No, not yes, yes. It was mm-hmm. me, you. Shout out Mike Kasabian. and we're watching. We were watching like I had a 32 inch little tiny TV that was like it wasn't even 1080p. It like I had it. It was a hundred dollars in 2015. I had it still at the house at the time, and we watched the. I was like, oh yeah, I got this like. I got this boxing fight on uh, and you're like, Oh yeah, it's, it seems like a big fight. And Kasabian just wandered in and we watched and man, that was one of the, that was one of the best fights besides the third one. I think the third one was the best fight by a mile. Yeah, but for sure. I, that first one was so good. I was like, no freaking way. At least it has to be a movie. Dude. I think the greatest thing about that first one was the fact that we both thought Tyson Fury got robbed. hundred percent. He did. But then, but then Tyson Fury knew that like, that was well thought out. They pulled mm-hmm. the Canelo angle, but that one actually worked. Yeah, it did. Because he knocked him down twice, and so there was an argument there. That Canelo, the Canelo Gennady Golovkin fight, man, that's that's a terrible decision. They're fighting again. Yeah, I know. I don't. Need, I don't know what Gennady's been up to. I don't. I don't really know. I know he's probably pieced apart a bunch of nobodies, but isn't he old too? Mm. Isn't he a lot older? He's old, man. I think he's like – he might 30. be 40. Yeah, that, dude, that's always tough, especially considering – 40. Like, yep, he's 40. Can, yeah, dude, that's tough. Canelo's in his prime right now. Like this is – I think Canelo, the, like 32, 33. Yeah, he's 32, 33. Man, I, he's 31, man. I've been watching oh, Canelo Alvarez box since he was like 17. That's Same. incredible, man. That like – I. That fight with Floyd is a very boring fight to most, but if you go back and watch that fight, you watch Floyd Mayweather, like, you watched the, like, look in Canelo Alvarez's eyes just throughout the fight, just like, and, and Floyd's too, it's like, oh, this kid really thinks he's going to beat me by boxing me. Yeah. And, yeah, I think if Canelo had to, was going to go back and fight that fight again, I think he would have just gone for it. Because that's, realistically, that was the only way you're going to beat Floyd. Mm-hmm. He's by catching him. You're not going to outbox him. No. You're just not. And Canelo is one of the best boxers around. But even even today's Canelo skill, not necessarily weight, because if they fought again right now at Canelo's weight, Canelo would win. But, like, he still wouldn't beat Floyd. I, Floyd was I, that good, man. I really wish that we would have gotten around uh, part two of that, of that series. I, I do too, but at, at the same time, like, it was the perfect time for Floyd to fight him because oh, yeah. was, that was one of the last few years Floyd had at fighting like those types of guys. And Canelo was only going to get better. He was so young, mm-hmm. but I hate Even, when they say Floyd picked his fights. He didn't, he, he did, but he didn't like in the way people say he did. People think he was ducking people and that's not the case. Right. And that's just not the case, bro. I mean, when, when you're trying to fight a guy in the biggest fight ever at the time and Manny Pacquiao and the guy says he's afraid of needles, like, I don't care, brother. Like you, you're getting drug tested as hard as I'm getting drug tested for this fight. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Floyd fought also almost all of his big opponents in their prime, minus Pacquiao, and then obviously the later fights in his career well, have just been yeah, retarded. And that's but. the thing. They said he fought Mosley a little late. What's he supposed to do? He fought Jet. He fought Jet Every- at the right time. He said he said he fought uh, 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 Cotto, he De La fought- Hoya. They said they fought De La Hoya a little late. I mean, dude, look how young Floyd is in that. Like, there's nothing more Floyd could have done, and, yeah. and, and De La Hoya was the champion. Uh, I mean, dude, Cotto was it? Like, Cotto didn't retire for like another six years. 
Yeah, Cotto was still in his fight. You know, prime, and realistically, Cotto wasn't winning that fight, but I did like the fact Cotto caught him. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Like, that was and, – and so did uh, Maidana. Maidana caught him good, real good in mm-hmm. uh, the first fight. Yeah, no, his, his level of competition is exactly what it was going to be for the time he was boxing. But, I mean, yeah, that, that whole thing that he was ducking people, I think is just a, a false narrative. I think it's a really wrong one. No, yeah, it's completely ridiculous. But um, there's been a couple of Puerto Rican boxers. Actually, funny we're talking about the Cambosos fight. This kid, Xander Zayas, have you heard of him? No. He's basically the – he's being heralded as, as the uh, next great Puerto Rican fighter. But he has been training with Cambosos in Australia for this fight. Like, you know how. Okay, dude, my bad. Sorry to cut you off. Another unrelated topic. There's a video of Young Thug during his bond hearing, and he, like, raises his hand and asks the judge to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Free Thug! Dude, free my man. Listen, I don't know anything about the actual details, the details, details of the case, but. He ain't do it. Man, free this guy. And Ghana does not deserve to be in there. Okay. No. And get that got, man out of there. Okay. Dude, he didn't get parole, or he has no shot at a. I didn't think he get. He got bond. <sighs> he didn't get bond. No. So he's stuck in there for a couple years, probably, till his oh, hearing. Dude, that's so just like wrong. Yeah, it's fucked up. Which means the fact that he got bond. Apparently, Gunner was just like a third party in this whole situation like yeah i think they're bringing him in to be cooperating so they're just dropping some charges on him so he cooperates but But, i don't think he's gonna cooperate but here's the thing though if he is getting charged like he is thug is fucked (laughs) oh man i mean that's life bro yeah like thug ran the whole shit like ysl i will say though if he gets off his album his next album is (laughs) Like, Dude, oh, incredible. Man. And listen, I will say about Young Thug, he brought me some of my greatest hits oh, when I God, was in high school. Of course, everybody's, dude. But what I will say is I don't think he's dropped a shitty – like he hasn't like fell off. Like his last album, So Much Fun, was really good too. And I really enjoyed the one he dropped with uh, Slime Language with like all yeah, his entire I like that crew. One too. Yeah, yeah. There's a ton of good songs on that too. So he's still yep, yep. he still got it, man. But that fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, I have. No, yeah, he has punk too. And here, dude, Gunna's been my top, one of my top five artists for quite a while now. Like mm-hmm. Gunna's consistently been up there, and because he mixes so well with other artists too. He I does. think he's, he's so good on features, and he's good on his own songs. Mm-hmm. But man, R.I.P. Those guys, dude. I hope. I hope, I hope. I hope they uh they come back. But I just hope little baby stays out of the crossfire as long as he didn't get touched. Oh, dude! Now, right. Then my like my my rap my rap artists new rap artists again need to change because I mean like That's I mean they're cool. not new, but like I they I consistently rely on them releasing new music to, to maintain my playlist. Mm-hmm. You know what I really like about Lil Baby and Gunna? When I first started listening to him, I don't think that respect level was there yet for me. Like, it is off the gate with some other people. But they've slowly just climbed their way into, like, upper echelon status. And I, I really respect the shit out of that. 
you know, and and I think, I uh, dude, uh, Young Dog's been been in my like playlist since like 2014, maybe Damn. 2013. Like he he did that. Uh, what did he release first? I don't even remember. But who you got in this uh, final series? Uh, well, Golden State. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's. I think really what it comes down to is. I mean, Steph, Clay, and Draymond have done it already four fucking times. Like, th- this is nothing new to them. This is brand new territory for Jason Tatum and them. So I really think it just comes down to experience in the finals. And by the way, like, Steph's still in his fucking prime, dog. Like, he is playing out of his mind this year. Clay Thompson's back and healthy. Maybe not the same, but I mean, the emergence of Jordan Poole, too. And um, what's that? The what's the other guy that's been really good for him off the bench this year? Off the bench? Yeah, off the bench. He's a younger kid. They drafted him. But regardless, oh. regardless, they they just have the makeup of another ship, I think. I think they'll be too much to handle for, for Boston. I like Boston, man. Really? Jason Tatum is an animal. He an is. absolute animal. I think he's a superstar. And I think Jalen Brown's very good. Uh, he's very consistent. The I what's his face? Is he still is Marcus Smart injured? He is. He's playing. He is a little banged up. I think definitely banged up. But I, it, him fully healthy, or, or even like even just there, I think. Uh, like he's a very reliable body too. I think they have a good like core three of players that are very underrated, and the whole year they really have been. And then they won that last series against Miami and I mean I, I I just I don't want Steph Curry to win another one I don't know why I, yeah I against Steph Curry I, it's just that like I don't like the Warriors winning to be honest after why after what they put me through like they made me stop watching basketball for two years yeah like, that's fair I, that's a very I agree with that too and I'm not saying like listen Boston's great and credit to them because they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals I think three out of the last five years Almost like they were just almost there. Like they couldn't get over that hump, and they did this year. So that in and of itself is ex- is extremely impressive. But I just I'm sticking with Steph and all those guys. But in no means do I think that Boston doesn't have a chance at all. But that's just my pick. What do you think happens next year with like uh it, like? Obviously, Milwaukee's got to retool. I think. I thought no, dude. I thought they were. Are they pushing back the schedule next year? Are they starting in December next year, or because or did I, they start in December this year? No, that like, was are, that was a one-off. Yeah, that was a one-off uh, because the bubble year. Really? Yeah. Did you see the email that Elon Musk sent to his employees? Uh, that they. Like from home, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, is it the right move? No, but at the end of the day, is it going to matter? No, because everyone's still going to want to work at Tesla. Dude, I I don't think it's the wrong move at all. I I think it's I I I I completely get where he's coming from. Like to a certain extent, there are a lot of jobs. To probably what your point was is that you can work from home. But if you're going to work at Tesla or SpaceX, 
you're going to the uh you're going to the factory yeah you know like you're, you're going to the fact <clears throat> you're literally building or at least participating in the building of like revolutionary like technology that is also mm-hmm. a business like it, i don't really see a situation where like that can't happen but he was very uh, classic elon fashion man the guy's a g just very blunt and upfront with his employees like he's like yeah i mean if you want to leave you can leave I don't, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think he has a problem finding talented engineers no really not at all and like i said like it at the end of the day, the brand is the brand. People are still going to want to work for Tesla. Like, no, that's not going to deter anyone. The brand from is applying. Him. He is the brand. Yeah, for that's, sure. That's the one thing though that that's going to have to change at some point. Is like Elon Musk can't be the brand. Like, I mean, you know Amazon, you know who Jeff Bezos is, but at the end of the day, like, there's a lot more you know Amazon for than just Jeff Jeff Bezos. Like, you interact with Amazon. You know, yeah, fair. But I think at some point Tesla, like, and here's the thing: this guy's taking on a lot of projects. Like, let's say the Twitter stuff actually does work out, which at this point it's looking very unlikely it's gonna work out. But let's say it did, like, you don't think you'd have to devote? Like, he, how do you run? Like, people, dude, people can't even people can't people people tell me like, oh, I work a forty hour week and like I'm I'm tired and like I have I I don't have time for anything. Like this mm-hmm. guy runs this guy runs three companies. That are all multi-billion dollars if he were to run Twitter, but he still runs two. I mean, SpaceX literally works with NASA and and Tesla's an actual like full on on the stock exchange business. He still runs the boring company too, right? Where he makes all yeah, his Yeah, but like, that's like his shit. fun thing. That's like yeah, his fun yeah. thing. I bet he pays like six people and they just like make weird stuff. And he's like, Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, yeah, bro, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I know that that company has made is the flamethrower. That's the only thing I've ever seen out of the boring company. Yeah, and then it like sold out. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> and even hey, like, did you did you watch that uh that uh that that show on Disney Plus that Star Wars one that came out? The Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I saw yeah. the first two episodes. Okay, apparently Darth Vader's in the third one. He he is yeah, but he's in the uh, he makes a little brief cameo in the second one. Oh, I want to give a huge shout out to uh, Camille Vasquez. You know who that is? <laughs> yes, I do. Shout uh, out, Johnny. Shout out, Camille Vasquez. That was quite possibly one of the best performances in terms of planning and like meticulously planting like specific seeds throughout the trial just to get like well done. Just well done. I love yes. a good, like, just incredible. Like, man. First of all, the fact that this guy had to go through all this is just holy shit. Like, yeah. Man, that woman's crazy, dog. That like, nuts. how crazy do you gotta be for this like for this whole thing to happen? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you can't Dude, did you see the ever imagine something? Did you like see this. the video of the judge like reading off the jury's verdict? Yeah. Like everything. Do you think that Amber Heard falsely claimed this, this, and this? Yes. Do you think that Amber Heard falsely planted this, this, and this? Yes. Everything was yes, yes, yes. Have you seen the video of the – so they had two different – like I don't know if it was psychologists or, or, or something. Anyway, people that I think Amber Heard saw. And one said she had PTSD, and the other one was like she definitely does not have PTSD. 
And it was just crazy watching their like comparisons of what they were saying. But the lady who was talking about the fact she didn't have it was just rattling off citations of studies and like her specific like 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 just destroying the whole argument. Like I'm not surprised by this at all. I'm glad like this was the from what I watched like her whole argument is just in utter flames from the start. Like it's yeah. just out of nowhere, just complete like left field. She said she like, she said she wasn't going to uh, donate the money or she said she was going to oh, yeah. donate the money, like his divorce. She money. said she, she said she pledged it. <laughs> <laughs> she said she pledged it. I'm like, Oh, you didn't want to give that away. Did you? you that know? was, I think the most viral thing out of uh, Camille Vasquez's time in that trial when she was grilling her on, Oh, well you said you were going to donate it. Did you donate it? I pledged the money. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, I didn't ask you if you pledged the money. I asked you if you donated. it. Well, for me, pledge and donate are synonymous. So I, I pledged it, donated. It. It's the same. She's like, no, Amber, they are not the same. Did you donate the money? To Dude, the she's such a great example. She's such a great example of why people like that get paid the big dollars. Mm -hmm. Like no one, not necessarily no one, but not many lawyers in general could do what she did. No. You know, and like it's the same thing. Like, same thing if we go back to, and we talked about OJ a lot, but we talk about the OJ trial, like that team of lawyers, like there's probably another 10 guys that could do exactly what they just did. Mm -hmm. Which is like, and then like this wasn't OJ's where it's like, do the impossible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like OJ, OJ's was literally like down forty-eight to nothing at halftime. Like, can you yeah. win this game? This one was more like, okay, we're down seven. You know, mm -hmm. like it, this was a very winnable case, but the way they did it was was pretty good. But I'm just surprised. Like when I first saw, like I, I remember seeing, I'm like, why is this on television? Like, <laughs> I was like, I get, I get OJ's was on TV, but why is this on TV? Like that. Uh, I thought this was like a divorce case. No, uh, no. at first I didn't I knew nothing. I knew nothing about her op-ed or any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I knew nothing about that. I, I in fact was, I remember sitting there like maybe a couple of weeks before the trial was like, Hey, has anyone seen anything from John? I haven't seen any Johnny Depp movies lately. <laughs> like yeah. I was completely clueless. I had no clue. I'm like, where's this guy been? Uh, it's like, maybe he stopped spending all his money. And, uh, cause I remember that there was a thing about how Johnny Depp spends a lot of money. Yeah, that he was going bankrupt. He was going bankrupt. And I was like, I mean, if I made a hundred mil a year, I'd probably yeah. spend it all too. That got brought up in trial as well. That's one of the uh, arguments that uh, the defense made. Because actually, I think the trial, because Amber Heard countersued. And she, the, actually, yeah. she actually won, I think, two million. She won two mil, but she yeah. has to pay 15. Yeah, so she didn't net anything. Don't know where that's going to come from. There's no way that woman. Aquaman too. She's a shitty actor, actress. Like she's horrible, bro. Horrible. Is she? I see. I don't. I don't what has she been in that? That's I the only watched. thing I've ever seen her in. I, Aquaman, and she was horrible in that. She was terrible. Really? And also, I didn't even watch that movie. I just know she was in it. Dude, all the like body language experts on TikTok. Not that they are experts, but all of them that were talking about the case were just talking how weird it was. That she was just staring at the jury the entire time she was arguing anything. Like she would never look directly yes. at the lawyer. She was always just staring right at the jury, like literally like telling a story. 
Like it was like some little thing that she fantasized in her world. And like lawyers do that, but they do it at specific moments to emphasize points. Like she yes. was just straight up like answering questions like she's talking to the jury. Like, Literally, bro. Oh man, that's oh. just man, I can't think of a worse I can't think of a worse divorce that I've heard of in the past like five years than this one. No, yeah, that's that this one's bad. And honestly, for Johnny they had kids. Like, Oh boy. No, they, they didn't have any kids. For Johnny, like, this guy pretty much got his career ruined by her. Because anytime something like that. Bro, she's got a one year old kid. She does have a kid. It's not his, though. Oh, oh good but, for you, Johnny. Yeah. Good but, one, Johnny. Like, it's just the guy, like, literally got screwed by disney disney just dropped oh them. yeah like i mean i can't think the about like 15 million I, I was actually surprised it was that low like she's probably taken or ruined like a hun- at least a hundred million dollars like we're not even talking emotional distress mm-hmm. but uh, just in money alone because what was he supposed to be in the next pirates of the caribbean if there was yeah another, right? yeah they, they are currently making another one honestly i don't fucking know how that's gonna go over with no i'm not johnny watching Dutt. it not no. watching it no dude johnny is pirates of the caribbean so i still haven't watched any batman movie since the since the og ones the, no the ones, uh, Bro, you wa- told me to watch this, the new one you gotta watch the new one well it's not ben affleck so I think I'm in the clear to watch. No, it, when I told you to watch it, I hadn't even watched it yet. My dad told me to watch it. And then it. you watched it. Big. And then I watched it with him, and it is a very, very good movie. So you know what Gr- I got to see? I, I was told to see the new Top Gun. It is good, too. I did you watch it. You saw that? I saw it in theaters with my uncle. And I didn't watch the first Top Gun, so I had nothing to compare it to, but it was a really solid movie. It was really solid. So I haven't watched the first Top Gun either. And my my uncle calls me and he's all excited. He's like, I watched Top Gun. And I'm like, uh-huh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, you know, the scene for this and that. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. You know, I'm just like, yeah. I've never seen this movie. But I think I got to see it now. You you don't have to watch the first one to enjoy the second. Like, I really enjoyed the second one. I had no idea any of the characters, what was going on. But the plot's super, like, simple. And super easy to understand, but it's still made for a good movie because it was just, it was very raw. Like the footage is also really cool. I think that was one of the things the critics liked about it a lot. Like they're basically in F-18 fighter jets the entire time. And all of the footage is legitimate. Like nothing, none of it's CGI. So it's like super cool footage. But yeah, it was a good movie, dude. I, I would watch it if you, you know, had the chance. I wouldn't say it's great, but it's a good movie. Okay. Well, and Batman, you got maybe uh, Batman's a a really good movie, though. I think what made Batman so good for me was the casting was perfect. It really was like everyone who was casted was a really good fit for the role. uh, Well, probably in a month and a half because I take audit in two days and then I take the next one three weeks later. Yeah, so, so you're grinding right now. Yeah, we're that's a movie. Like, that's a movie we'll watch on like a Saturday night at the crib. Oh, I mean, I can't wait to just not have to study anything anymore. I fucking hate this now. But <laughs> anyway, uh, I saw this thing this morning that I thought was interesting. What's it that? says one third of Americans making 250k live paycheck to paycheck. Survey mm-hmm. funds. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think you know a lot of people got this article this morning, but. Um, 
that just doesn't make sense in the sense that it's not what you think it is from the headline. No. Like, you got to understand, they may be paycheck to paycheck in the sense that they need the next paycheck to pay for all incoming expenses and stuff. But mm-hmm. you got to understand that these people probably own, like, if they make 250 a year, they own, like, at least, like, $600,000 houses. We're mm-hmm. talking hundreds of thousands in retirement income. Like, yes, they're paycheck to paycheck, quote unquote. But if their world turned upside down, they could cash out their retirement account for a few hundred thousand and not be, like you know, not be worried. So, yeah, I, 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 but to a certain extent, I do think there's a subset of this that just spends all their money. Yeah. Like that totally sure. exists too. It's mm-hmm. just people just spend all their money. I know. Um, I, I agree with you too. And I think, uh, the one thing a lot of people forget about that income bracket, the 250,000 is that a lot of people who make that much money do not live within their means. Like they're buying the nicest car, they're buying the nicest house, they've got, you know, their kids in the best sports program. Like it's a lot of fucking money to be at the top. So I think that's like probably part of it too. U.S. earners who reported living paycheck to paycheck. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, of course the boomers are going to be less. It was just saying, yeah, millennials, millennials are screwed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are. They really do. Yeah. Destroyed. I mean, we are too. I don't even know how bad ours is in terms of the overall population. I uh, think there's a better overall outlook on Gen Z though than there is on the millennials. So I have a theory. I have a theory about Chicago real estate. I think Chicago real estate is actually not going to go down that much in the coming real estate crash. I don't think it's going to go down much at all because of one reason for housing perspective. Housing went down, not necessarily, it didn't necessarily go down, but like there was a lot of vacancies because people were moving and there, there was, there's no need to people live in Chicago because they're coming to the office. Now, even though there are a lot of work from home, uh, things out there, I'm telling you, man, I, from all of the, the, the high income people that I've talked to, or at least watched on YouTube that, that run businesses, they have all said that at some point they're coming back because more and more companies are asking to come back. And Mm -hmm. so I think that next year, that, that along with just in general, I mean, we're talking, we're talking a few million jobs, right? I mean, in Chicago, probably about a million or something or so, Mm -hmm. right. Jobs that are coming back to the office. People are going to need to come into the city again. I mean, I, a quick question. Do you think as traffic has traffic when, when, when COVID hit, obviously traffic was less, Mm -hmm. but, how much has traffic gotten worse or better like in that post-COVID compared to the pre-COVID Chicago? Like, it's probably the about the same, if not even worse. <laughs> not worse? Yeah, because there's just construction everywhere too. So that is also plays a little bit of a part. But it's, it's definitely it's, – it's not better for sure. It's not better. I, I don't know how do you fix that. I really don't know because I know no. LA is bad. I, I don't more more public transit question mark I don't know I don't know how to do that I think I think Chicago's got like the second ranked or third ranked public transit uh in the nation yeah like they and you know what what's funny yeah. is the the train system's actually like not very well built at all <laughs> like because you don't have it's not like in Europe where everything's all the train systems in Europe are circular 
So they hit like a certain area. And in Chicago, they're all just fucking straight. They're either east to west or north to south. Yeah. So that's that's kind of a it's a limitate. There's a limitation. You on gotta that. jump and yeah. It, it, the the London Underground, I would say, is is the best is the best subway slash like public transit commute system. I mm-hmm. yeah, that or I actually no that the other one doesn't really count. I I took the train. The coolest train I've ever taken though is the train from London to Paris. Isn't it super super modern? Oh, very I mean, fast. You, you go under you go under the English Channel like it's nothing. That's crazy. You just go under a body of water like it's nothing. And yes, to, for the distance traveled, like yes, it's not that long. I I want to say it was like three hours. To Paris train. How many miles per hour does that thing go? Uh, it takes two hour, two and a half hours. Wow. Uh, how fast is the train? One hundred and eighty six miles an hour. Damn. God damn. And you could go so then like okay so this is what this is what a lot of my like uncles and what my granddad used to do they take they take that train but they won't go to Paris they'd go to like Amsterdam and it, and then like to fly back it was like thirty bucks that's not bad thirty bucks it's like it's like seventy bucks round trip to fly to Amsterdam before before obviously all this stuff I don't know how much it is now so you said that train goes one hundred eighty six miles per hour that's what it says on Google. To put that in perspective, Chicago's tops out at 55. Well, yeah, but we're talking like, dude, what's the Amtrak go? That's what that's what this compares to. Like, what's the Amtrak from Chicago to New York speed? Let's find that out. Amtrak speed. 110. Okay. So A little better. Close to double, but not really. But yeah, it, it still, it just the fact that you're just going under like water, and then you just pop out, and now you're in France. It's like what, what the hell just happened? Whatever happened? Didn't Elon want to create a super train? He's from- building one, so he's building like a, a a car rail system, basically. So like Teslas will perfectly fit into this rail, and it just goes, and it just like propels the car, and like you don't have to drive it. And it just like moves. It's underground through uh, Los Angeles. I don't. He's built like. I think he built like a mile so far. <laughs> That's spent, not... like. I think he spent a few billion dollars too on to building build a mile. mile. To build yeah, a that, mile. The way and you it described works. it sounds way too good to be true. I mean, yeah, you want to build a whole underground car rail system in yeah. Los Angeles? I mean, I mean, hey, listen, this guy's doing the impossible every day. But I don't know, man. We'll see. That that just seems like a project that fifty to sixty years from now would make more sense. But the, the, Not the right sad now. thing is, is that the United States is the perfect system for like a high speed rail system. Perfect. Oh yeah, dude. The perfect system, like to get from Chicago to New Orleans or L.A. to New York and everywhere in between that. Like, man, it would like you you could build a high speed rail system that could get you from. I think it was there. You could build the one that was for, in Japan. It would take like two, two and a half hours or something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe longer. It might take four hours. But like four hours to get from L.A. to New York is like incredible, incredible. It's like if you don't even like you. It's like nothing happened if you're going from uh, New York to L.A. In it's terms so of the true. time difference, it's like a yeah. three-hour time difference. It's moved an hour. That's crazy. Dude, there's got to be people in high level positions who are obsessed with the airline industry that would hate to see that shit happen. Yeah. That's how, it's why they never got built. 
Yeah, it was the sense. airline industry. It was the automotive industry. Because uh, you got to think, man, a lot of like, think of how many road trips get done in America a year. Yeah. Think of how many road lot. trips you can do in America a year. Like, as much as I hate driving, I always thought about getting a luxury vehicle and driving to Los Angeles and stopping, mm-hmm. but like stopping. Like, it would take me two weeks to get there. I would stop in Colorado, like, spend a day two there. Vegas. You got to go to Vegas. Uh, hey, of course. But that's the last <laughs> stop before we go to yeah, Los Angeles. Yeah. I'm trying, I want to, I want to, I want to at least, you know, Phoenix, Arizona. Experience the nature side of America versus the, the complete horrible side. Yeah. <laughs> before, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Grand Canyon, all that stuff, man. Uh, I've always wanted to go to Yosemite, too. That, yeah, dude, I've seen pictures of that oh place. Oh, my God, incredible. It looks nuts. It's one of those places that's definitely on the bucket list, but I don't know how high on the bucket list it is. Like, it's one of those places that I always will want to go to, but I have other places that are still a little bit higher than that. I think at the same time, though, I agree. It's not that high on the list, but it's not that hard to go to. No, it's not. That's a thing. So I think it fits perfectly. It's like that's just something you kind of want to do. You could totally fit in in a, in a weekend. Mm-hmm. That's true because you don't need to be there very long. I don't know. America, obviously Vegas, but that's going to happen now. So I yeah. uh, that I got to take that off the bucket list. Uh, Vegas is in go. the cards. Uh, in terms of America, like what's on my bucket list? I mean uh, New Orleans, I've never been. Everyone tells me it's awesome. That's a great fucking party city. Great, great, great party. Uh, oh man, they do a lot of partying down there. They love their party. Uh, Bourbon streets, just next level. Where else in America? Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, Yosemite, but I, 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 would I, lo- I, what, where? I would love to go to. Uh, well, dude, the thing is, I hit a lot of big cities as a kid. I really did. I was I was very blessed. My parents loved to travel, and that's one thing I got to do a lot of. But I would say out of the cities I haven't been to, I would love to go to Hawaii. That would be a sick trip. Just to Honestly, say I dude, did. It, it's just like major city. Like I'd like to go to Reno, Nevada one day. What's in Reno, Nevada? I don't even know what's in Reno, Nevada. I just it's like to go. Probably beautiful. Yeah. Uh, well, there is Run It Up Reno. One of the. Uh, it's a great. It's a great uh, week long like poker tournament series. Run it up, Reno. A bunch of people fly in to just, just Reno, California, or not California, Nevada, and mm. play poker there for a week, and no one's there. Like uh, besides that, I'd like to go to Montana. That looks beautiful. Yeah, Montana looks nuts. I like to learn how to hunt and go to Montana. Alaska's on the bucket list too. It's for not sure. for me. I don't know what I would do there. I don't want to go up there. Yeah, I've heard it's one of the most beautiful, beautiful places, places in the United States. Yeah, I've heard yeah, it's I'll like nature wise, it's nuts. You can fucking hang out with grizzly bears. And yeah, no thanks, bro. You can, you want to you, you go hang? I mean, I'm gonna go hang out with them in uh in Montana, but I I don't know. I some about Alaska scares me. That ass. Nah, dude, I, I, I would love know. to go, man. I think we gotta go. We might have to go to Alaska. You know what? I I do want to do that sledding thing with the with the huskies. You remember that? Oh like, that yes, yeah. Like, dude, as much as that's like a terrible like journey, like you're starving. I kind of want to do it. I kind of want to do it. Get led by a pack of huskies, dude. Imagine that. It's man and dog in unison, and you literally. have to, it's it's literally survival. Like yes, it's not like part no of that bullshit. excites me. Yeah, that's sick. Like, like you know, it's funny that our ancestors used to like think that 
would gain comfort in not having to survive for a day and now <laughs> and now in 2022 we're like let's put ourselves in dangerous situations yeah let's go back let's i'd go like far. to go skydiving i would like I'd to love to go skydiving too. i would like to do that too but it's one of those things i don't know i gotta do it man no i gotta do it, it like to me that just seems like so cool like just incredibly cool see just the problem the pro- troop out of a plane the problem i have with skydiving is i don't like letting someone else have control over my life and someone would be attached to me. Yeah. Right? So why do you get on a plane? Why do you Fair. get, in, why do you get in a car with anybody that's not yourself? Fair, but dude, that's they're very, bus, very different. Train. It's very different. Of you course it is different, but uh, like, it's very, no, very different. Like you're free fall jumping out of a fucking plane. Like a car is completely completely different than that I, I just dude that's so sick and then like you it is parachute sick. down you could parachute down into something awesome like, it is cool i don't know I, I would have to have the right person to do it with 100%. like i would need like but I, I've, i'd have to meet this guy i'm jumping out with I'm a like i want to know i've never history. done the indoor one before and i want oh, there's a, the, let's go to the one in rosemont they got yeah, it one over there. One, dude, there's one everywhere. There's one. In, there's one in my town. There's one everywhere. And I've seen those, like Ice Sky, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, you know, that'd be cool for a day. Yeah, basically, if you like that, I guess you would like to skydive. So that's a good way to test it out. Yeah, I don't think it's anything close. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just air getting shot up in the air while you're like, oh, this is. It's like you're just sticking your head out of a car window. <laughs> that's what i think it is except you're flying except you're flying but like you're not dude because like you're just completely controlled by a harness like you're skydiving like you don't pull that thing you don't pull that thing bro you gotta pull that thing <laughs> uh, like nah man something about something about just survival is exciting i remember when i was when i was kayaking this like really really dang like not dangerous but like the current was just insane for even for people who are living up there in, in northern michigan and like dude i kept tipping over and like to, I, I had quite a few and by quite a few i mean a lot of alcoholic beverages uh during this kayaking trip and like i tipped over and like i got caught like under a huge log like i couldn't like get it out and i'm like sitting there and like water's coming up to my face and stuff and then like you know and like you know even it doesn't you don't have to be trapped under a log to have this happen to you but like you know when you're drunk and then like it just hits you like, you're like <laughs> yeah. oh shit like i'm here right now yeah and i it, dude it hit me and i'm like i am trapped under a log in the middle of like northern michigan i haven't seen a person of color in days like uh, I'm done for out here. <laughs> oh, that's uh, fucking amazing. The boys got me. The boys got me out of that one, though. That one, that one. I, dude, I don't know what I. I would have just sat there. Like, I, <laughs> I could, I could move the log, and like it was huge. It's like when you look at yourself in the mirror at like 3 a.m. You're like, oh fuck. Oh, you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> like, what like, am I doing? What have you life? done? <laughs> the worst is like when you when you go to a bathroom at three in the morning, like you're pissed drunk, and you're like, where am I? Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh wait, this is the, this isn't this is my this isn't my bedroom. <laughs> you dude, you you put some fucking water on your face because you got to snap too a little bit. You're like, oh god. Yeah, I I don't water on the face is the most underrated. <laughs> it's very underrated. Like that, I feel like that that takes away like two drinks right there. A good like good splash <laughs> yeah. of water on the face at three in the morning. Yeah, you, you recover faster. Don't tell me you don't. No, it's true. I agree, hundred percent. 
And uh, on that note. The last thing I'll say is the number one place I think that's on my list, now that I've had a time to think about it, yeah. is, is Dubai. I would love to go to Dubai. Oh, that, yeah. See, that's on my list, but I know I'm going. So at, at, okay. At, at, well, and I had there's nothing booked or anything, but I know for a fact I'm going to Dubai. I, I can't not. After all the stories I've heard about Dubai. Uh, it just sounds like the closest thing to utopia. <laughs> Literally. I don't know if you want to say <laughs> I do. I would not use that characteristic myself, though. For for a male, for a male, for a male. Okay, maybe, (laughs) maybe, maybe. (laughs) Even then, maybe. But yeah, I, I, Dubai is. I mean, look at Floyd Mayweather. That guy is smiling out there. Oh yeah, they're paying him a bunch too. He's smiling over those checks. You know those princes out there when they book shows for like uh, these like concert guys, they'll just buy him Lamborghinis. I forgot That's who was insane. like, yeah, I got invited by a Saudi prince. He goes, oh, for, or it was Lil Wayne. He was like, Ferrari or, Lamborg- or Lamborghini? Lil Wayne goes, oh, Lamborghini. I thought you were just telling me what car, like, what I prefer. And he goes, okay, what color do you want? And- <laughs> <laughs> like, Lil Wayne's like, the lighter flick goes off in his head. Oh, man. Could you imagine doing a show for five hours in Saudi Arabia and you got paid a bunch of cash on top of that, a Lamborghini? <laughs> Nah, dog. I think the the craziest thing about that entire story is a guy as wealthy as Little Wayne jumped is is basically a puppet for this Saudi Arabian prince. Like he will do whatever that fucking guy tells him to. Wait, is there something I don't know? Like is is the like is there deeper connections here? That I just saw this. What what does Little Wayne have to do with uh, being a puppet over there? Just the fact that. He got called to do a show. Oh, dude, that happens getting... all the time, though, bro. That ha- they literally do that to everybody. I forgot what stand-up comedian was even like. Yeah, they literally showed me the world when I was doing my tour over See, that, there. I that's think, what's crazy. I think it was. Though. I think it was that Iglesias guy that that uh that Gabriel that Iglesias. Yeah, Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he said that he got taken to Saudi Arabia and got shown the world. I mean, all those golfers that went over there that didn't that didn't uh did that didn't sign on still got shown the world too. Phil. I mean, Colin Morikawa had <laughs> uh, Colin Morikawa. <laughs> Colin Morikawa had a good smile on his face. Uh, so did Rory McIlroy. Uh, they'd politely decline, but yeah, that's... <laughs> for the Shiv and Eddie show. <laughs> that that's been number so <laughs> number thirty-two. Yeah, uh, on the IG. Follow us on the TikTok, S-H-E-D-D-Y-S-H-O-W. You know the drill. Hit us up. Follow the page. Interact with them. Uh, text me personally. Text Shiv personally. Let us know how you feel about it. And let us know if you want to be the next guest because we're definitely due for a guest here soon. Yeah, we're so. definitely due for a guest. So uh, hit us up and let us know if you're, you're that next guy or gal. Peace. Any last thoughts, Shiv? London to Paris. <laughs>